everybody. Welcome to the I Can't Help You podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. We are joined in the studio today by Mr. Jimmy Kristoff. Jimmy, say hello. Hello. By Ms. Colleen Conroy to my right. Hi. No relation. And uh, <laughs> actually, that's not true. We'll talk about that. Uh, I guess we have a segment coming up in a little bit on siblings, which Colleen and I are excited about, sort of. And Lauren, as always, Lauren over here. Hey. And uh, Justin is our producer. He's over at the board. Justin? Hey, hey. Hey. So uh, usually during this period of time, I rant upon something. Well, I'm going to for just a second, and then we'll kind of get into questions. Um, but a good friend of mine said, I want you to talk about work-life balance. And I think it was a setup question because I don't have that, such a thing. <laughs> I want to talk about work-life balance. And uh, this dear friend of mine, Brooke, hello, shout out to Brooke in Seattle, um, who works for Boeing. And... Uh, you know, I don't know exactly what Brooke's work balance life situation is, but I do know that for myself, um, balance in general is a very elusive concept. Um, I like the word, I like the concept of balance. Um, I'm a Libran, so I guess the scales are important to me. I don't even know what but anyway balance is a deal balance is a deal right it's a deal for everybody you hear it all the time it's one of these things it's not quite as annoying as the word mindfulness but it's mm. this sort of thing of like balance and whatever and my favorite kind of concept of it is from an old John Mellencamp song which basically says I know there's a balance I see it when I swing past you know it's kind of like oh there's a balance ah, not on the other side there's a balance on the other side so uh, yeah I mean I my own feelings about balance in life is like I know when I'm feeling more balanced and that usually looks like something like a combination of physical exercise decent nutrition the right amount of sleep mm -hmm. um, you know and when those things are all in alignment it's a good day it's a, the, the, the normal stressors of things don't seem to affect me but I'd be lying to say that that's how I live every day um, it's actually exceptional when I've got all those things feeling kind of in alignment um, I suppose compared to when I was younger, it's much more in alignment, right? Mm -hmm. Overall, it's kind of a progression of balance. But it kind of brings up another question for me is like, do people really get things done? Like, do, has any really great things come out of people who are balanced? I'm not so sure. Uh, certainly not art. <laughs> right. Not, exactly. <laughs> certainly not art. Right. You know, um, it seems like people are who create, it's almost like they, there's an obsession with creation. Um, and, and, and making things happen. And then you spend the rest of your time, if, that, if, that, if that's successful in any way, like you, you're fortunate enough to be a successful artist, which is hard to do, or musician, or entrepreneur, or whatever, a certain amount of imbalance has to go into that to get to the next place. And I, I would say that that's true in so many different ways. And then, and then you spend the rest of your time trying to balance all that stuff out. Like, how do I not work too much? Or how much time do I spend in my studio versus my family and the other things that I've got going on? So it's tricky. It's not, it's not one of those things that I think it's like everything else. It's an inside thing. You got to know in yourself, where is that balance and be conscious of what that is for you. But if you try to compare that to other people, you're kind of screwed. Oh, yeah. Just like most things, right? You try to... So, Brooke, I don't know if that's helpful talking about work-life balance. Um, let's see if our guests have any ideas on it. You guys have any thoughts about this? I think there's a, a mastery component of it, for sure. And there's examples of artists who either put down their instruments or brushes for a while. And I think John Lennon's one of them who, after he had his first kid, I, I could get the year wrong, but... 
I don't think he played guitar for like seven years. Oh, wow. And with that being that in tune with like how you could store up ideas, energy, new creations, Mm -hmm. you know, it can be beneficial. And when you're able to like have the on off switch, um, it's usually important, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. I kind of use the Mr. Rogers analogy, Mm -hmm. like when you step into work, Mm-hmm. put on a certain sweater when mm-hmm. you leave work you leave that sweater at the door i like mm-hmm. that and, and and sneakers he actually <clears throat> yeah and he had kind of just a just to go he had mr rogers had pretty cool sneakers always he was one like really? vans wasn't he i don't know that's news to me i'm gonna have to look yeah, up some pictures of mr a, rogers yeah. yeah it's a google item for yeah, sure yeah we, we'll have to find out what kind of sneakers maybe i'm gonna if the, the hard money be on keds Ked sounds about right for the time period. Right. I was thinking he had like more like boat shoes or something like that. Oh, it could have been. Yeah, we'll they were like boat shoes. I think they were slip ons for sure. sure. Or like, yeah, just like kind of more like men's dress shoes from the 50s, kind of. Yeah. 50s, 60s kind of thing or something. Yeah, I don't but know kinda... that Mr. Rogers was super into brand names. I don't, I'm with you, Carl. I, I don't think he was. But, Mr. but you never knew what he was dealing with before he walked in that door, you know? So yeah. it is a little bit of a, you know, who knows? What was he doing? He was a badass. He and was, I don't want to get too distracted. He, was he really, he really was like a changing, a change agent for so much, yep. and such a positive force in the world. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway, thanks for tuning in, everybody. That's all we got. No, <laughs> yeah. <that's good>. <laughs> <laughs> More details about we don't Mr. Know. Rogers in the comments. Tune in to Mr. Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> Watch some reruns. But I was yeah. going to say that it's this, th- and this thing that I've been listening to but just in psychology in general of how the idea how it's like mostly it's chaos that's kind of the unconscious elements and then the consciousness is sort of what brings the order to things and it's a small piece of it so mostly it's chaotic mm-hmm. and kind of out of control but you you have to work to bring the orderly pieces in so the the things that you're talking about we've been Jimmy and I have been trying to do this with our team is the healthy mind platter that's dan siegel mm. and then another but on top of yours it was also like focus time mm. like how like being mindful right mm. like just a focus mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. your breath or mm-hmm. or something doing the dishes something sure. like that sure and then also like checkout time mm-hmm. like relax don't mm-hmm. do anything mm-hmm. and then other things it's like activity time like that where you're gonna get into work and that's mm. just what you're gonna be doing mm. But so his was always like a top down kind of thing, because mm-hmm. if you're coming from the bottom up, it's like mm-hmm. it can be a lot. When you yeah. said it, it is mostly chaotic. What what do you mean by it? Uh, like, I think I think the, the world. nature and the world, <laughs> but all, certainly our minds and the, the sort of mirroring of that. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. How about for you? What do you what do you guys do to keep balance for yourself? You both work hard. I know that. What, what's balance like for you? I mean. I'm fortunate enough to own a car now that mm-hmm. I can. You're not cruising the Maserati anymore. No, that one. Uh... <laughs> zipping around in the Santa Fe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, zipping around in a nice Hyundai. All right, um, dude. strong. Which I'm grateful for. But anyway, but like coming from a place where I don't necessarily have a hectic morning, yeah. I get to drive in from Longmont, which is about 18 miles away. Get to see the mountains. Mm. Really tune into music. Mm-hmm. I sing in the car. I center myself. I think I'm mm-hmm. doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the chaos begins. <clears throat> but you know, I come. I guess the AM routine is what's the most important to me. Mm-hmm. And it's become way easier with stability. And like, I guess the privilege of having a good job that 
allows me a consistent schedule, you mm-hmm. know? But mm-hmm. it's, it's funny that we're talking about this because this was my central discontent with my life last night is that I, I feel like I, I was a little bit stressed out last night. I had a late night and I, I think I was over committing to some stuff. Um, it's something I think I could get better at for sure. I think I overcommit to things. I and maybe more than anything, I do too many things at once. Um, and I think I need to hone in on kind of like this is why we have specializations in our career and things like this mm-hmm. because if you don't, it it's just you know variety is the spice of life, right? But if you're just if you're always doing too many things, it's so distracting and it makes it hard to have that checkout time or to just relax or to feel like I can take a day off to just go do something fun mm. because there's always this looming work. Mm. Yes. I think I've been working a little too hard lately, just, you know, my hands in too many different cookie jars or whatever. So, um, yeah, that's like a that's like a really central topic on my mind right now, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it hits home for me, too. I was just thinking about that in terms of, the other night I was very discontent. I was like, you know, I just felt like I'd worked 12 hours or something like that. It was a crazy day. You know, and those of you who know me, I have kids too. So it's like when I go home, there's still stuff to do. It's not work, but it's different. It's like people to be responsible for shit you got to do. And, and so I got home and questions started popping at me, just life stuff, right? Like, Hey, dad, can we go to, you know, that kind of, and I was like really clear, like I need, 20 minutes to myself right now mm-hmm. and I've, 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 I've not had that kind of awareness before, but I like the the frustration kind of you know linked up so I went upstairs put on some records like just listen to music for like 20 minutes sitting and doing nothing and I was fine mm-hmm. like I was totally it's fine so like important. that filled me up mm-hmm. and then I was able to go down and do something but my point in all that is like if I did that every day that probably be a really good thing but I don't I tend to like wait until I'm at this point where if like, you don't do it, you're going to break. Yeah. yeah, and then that's not good for anybody. <laughs> no, it usually means your system, right? It's There's a build, certainly. Yeah. Now it's become intolerable. Yes. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like, oh, okay, there's, that, there's yeah. the space where I'm feeling I need to yeah. take some time to check out for yeah. a second and give myself a minute. And the projection of that build can go anywhere, right? Oh, yeah. Because like, I could say, oh, it's about work or this or this particular thing. But then I can get home and I can go, oh, there's weeds in my garden. I can't rest till there's weeds are taken, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or there's, <laughs> totally. you know, there's, there's dirt in the grout between the tiles. Like I can go, my mind can go to any of those places as I can't until. And I think part of this whole balancing is like, no, doing it regardless of what your brain is telling you. You know what I mean? Like the weeds are going to be there. There's always going to be something to do. It, it will actually help you with those yeah. other things. I right. think that's kind of the trick. It's right. like mm-hmm. you get you get that in order, yeah. and then you're at this steady place where it's like, okay, I can see very clearly yeah. what needs to be done and how to do it, and step by step. Yeah. That instead of like, oh, I got to do this now. I got to do that. Yeah. And, oh, pull the weeds while I'm you know yeah. while I'm on the phone talking about work. Right. right. It's like 100. Mm-hmm. And then that that chaotic frenetic type of thing for me, is very much like drugs. It's mm-hmm. like a binge. It's like a binge thing where you kind of huh. go as hard as you can till you can't go anymore and then you collapse. Like, I'm not helping anybody with balance with this conversation, but that's... <laughs> but thus the show's name. <laughs> but, but that's true. Like, it's, it's, it's like that can go anywhere. Like, that, I can put that energy into anything and then regardless of what the brain says, you got to pull back. Just pull uh-huh. back. Do mm-hmm. something. Watch a movie. Watch a show. Laugh. Yeah. Do nothing. Yeah, being selfish is... Not always a bad thing, yeah. right. especially when yeah. it comes to your space and your self-care. Yeah, mm-hmm. because if you have a partner who loves you, they'll understand, and right. you know, even family. Yeah. It's like 
I'm going to need this minute. Yeah. And it might just be me listening to music for right. 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, it doesn't have to take very long. No. Yeah. Right. And is there, a dif- is there a difference between self-care and selfishness? Is there really a difference? No. I th- no, I think, like, selfishness has just gotten a bad rap, right? I mean, yeah. because there's – I mean, the word's so broad, obviously. Right. Yeah, right. you can be selfish, and it's like I don't care about – anyone and right. therefore my needs always come first and right. but that's kind of true right like i mean yeah if you really get past <laughs> who's gonna who's gonna take care of my needs if i'm not doing right. it right. like no one's gonna step in and right. be like colleen i really need you to yeah yeah to take care of yourself and, right yeah go and to if a they spa. do you well you're not gonna do it because you know yeah because i don't know how to take care of myself anyway and right? they want to be told what to do yeah 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 i think selfishness um i think i guess it's just like Maybe it's about uh, not necessarily consistency, but maybe it's it's really about just like constantly putting yourself first, and so and so I think that's really what the negative connotation is. And then self care is like, oh, self care. I'm just gonna spend twenty minutes meditating. I'm gonna do yoga. I'm gonna get a manicure and a pedicure because self care. Right. Which is which is which is a cool which is which is great. Sounds, sounds like you don't buy it. <laughs> you don't buy into self care. Oh oh, I'm I, I'm I'm getting I'm getting used to that idea um, yeah. because um, I mean I, I'm from New York and and New York is very much work hard play hard. Yeah. I worked really hard and I played really hard and so I'm still trying to achieve that that like work life or just kind of life balance in general sure. right. that middle yeah area. just a sure. general middle area um and like for a while like i've always questioned if such balance really exists mm-hmm. if it's if it's just like kind of a construct or mm-hmm. if it's something that we like to tell ourselves mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. it is if it does exist but it sounds like it does but i don't think you ever land there though and stay there There's like moments. i think that's a myth like, that you ever are just like I'm now I'm balanced and right. now I have achieved it and I'm always going to be balanced. Like, right. I don't think, I think you're always nothing ever lands there and stays there. Mm-hmm. really kind no. of right. It's always, you're always adapting and yeah. kind of going with the flow changing and the weather's yeah. always changing, right? right? Yeah. Like yeah. clouds come and go. I mean, it's just kind of the, yeah, way. I think, I think yeah. that there's people who through practice and choice limit the amount of stimuli that's coming their way. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I think of monks, for example, on yeah. a mountain, you know, I'm not suggesting that they're all all monks are balanced. That would be silly. But if you eliminate a lot of stimulus and you yeah. become used to working with your mind and that becomes comfortable to you and you, you, you learn how to work with that, that's amazing and that's fantastic. But the vast majority of us have to, have to choose to live in a world where there's all these other things going on. And to me, that's kind of where the juicy work is. Right. Yeah, know? but all, but yeah. like Nietzsche even says, like you can go to the mountaintop, like eliminate all stimuli and figure out how to like deal with your mind. But can you enter back in? Right. Like that's the, really yeah. the test. Right. Like you can disconnect and right. not have anything impact right. you in a way that you're not controlling or, yeah. or that you're not in charge of in some way. Yeah. Well, but imagine, can you bring that yeah. back in? Yeah. Right. Well, imagine shifting tempos from New York City right. to a place like Colorado where, right. like I said, yeah. you get to drive in, see some beautiful nature, maybe take a hike, get that calmness or the frenetic pace of a city that There's so never many sleeps. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, and it people. is anxiety producing, probably harder to find that self-care piece. Yeah. And that might go in 
just naturally internally you know like it comes out of us yeah based on where we're from yeah. our experiences all that stuff but mm-hmm. yeah being able to shift gears and play jazz yeah and you know with life yeah. i think that's super important yeah i do too um, yeah i but, do too yeah but jazz like we've talked about before jazz happens because the underlying rules and structure of the jazz is it's foundational it's disciplined. Mm. It's foundational. Mm. It's it's super. It, it's very clear. Jazz musicians will tell you, you know, there's a set of rules that we live by, yeah, in order to create the magic of improvisation, mm-hmm. which is uh, to me has always been an interesting metaphor for life. Like, and talking about that balance, like what's the foundational piece that it's like I do these things every day, I brush my teeth, I try to eat well, and do da 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 da. Well, I think you need that in order to have like freedom mm. in some sense, yeah. right? Because it's like you're yeah. never gonna. If if you take the walls totally off, it's mm. like you're, it's too much. I think mm-hmm. so. I you know. have something that you can work within. I mean, in the in the in the work that we do, I think that sometimes people focus on where the limit is mm. instead of being like, there's so much you can do within mm. the limit. Actually, there's mm. so much freedom within it, and it actually contains you to mm. find that freedom. It's so interesting you say that because I was actually thinking about this last night. Um, great songwriter James McMurtry played up at Chautauqua. So oh, I sat yeah. on the lawn and just kind of listened for a little bit. And when I was sitting there, I was listening and I, I had this strange thought, which is that I think a lot of us, and certainly people that we work with, I, I can say this about myself, right? Uh, earlier in life, I wanted, you know, I wanted to know where the line was. Like you know, so people say, go mm-hmm. over the line. Mm-hmm. I wanted to push limits to the point where Where's the line? Because the line sure as hell wasn't where people told me it was. Yeah. It was yeah. much further out. Than <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you know. It's like as if people say that's over the line. I was like, what? I just put on my shoes and you know. I'm a mile past that. Right. Line. I, don't know, <laughs> I don't see the line, so I wanted. And I was thinking about this. I was like, I feel like I, I constructed the early part of my life to actually try to push the line, or not push the line, push myself as far as I could to actually see where there's a line. And then there came a point where I, I saw it. Mm-hmm. And I'm speaking very general terms. I saw, okay, here's the line that I'm crossing. Whoa, whether, it was, whoa. whether that was with drugs or yeah. or behaviors or whatever. And then I stepped over it. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and, and went there. And the, when it becomes a problem is when then you no longer can see the line. Like you step over some perceived line, not even perceived line, you step over a line for yourself. And then you get into a realm of not being able to go back and find where the line is. And that was sort of the metaphor that I have. Like, I started thinking about that within the work that we do. And then all of a sudden we're saying, here, have some structure in your life and talk about what's going on for you and doing all these other things. But there's an element sometimes for for us that that we're, wait a minute, I'm kind of out here in the middle of the sea now. I don't, there's no line, there's no horizon. I don't really know exactly where I'm at. And um, that's not to be depressing or whatever. It's just to say, like, I really empathize with that, where it's kind of like there's a structure that exists that people are saying, get back in order, put yourself in this place, be responsible, do these things. Well, for some people, they've they've only experienced life and and authenticity in this kind of... like over the line place, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. boundaryless place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's part of that that feels really good. And then it can become very scary too because then we're working with our mind and all these other things and relationships don't necessarily function well in that mm-hmm. realm and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a good point. Yeah. Um, all right. What other topics do we have from our listeners, Lauren? All right. Um, I got a lot of requests about uh, siblings. Really? Actually, yeah. All right. Yeah. Who would have thunk? I got a lot of them. Yeah. 
One of my faves is right here. <laughs> Ooh, favorite sibling? Favorite? Jimmy. Thank Jimmy. You. Thank you. <laughs> Did you hear that, Kelly, Sarah? <laughs> Just to guarantee they don't listen to the show. <laughs> we'll see if they listen or not. I think everyone always knew. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, in our situation, it's been easier because... Not easier, but I was 13 when Colleen was born, so... Oh. So I remember her being born. I remember holding her. I remember... You were fielding calls. I, I was fielding calls for the day. And I was mm-hmm. kind of notifying people, which came a good practice for later in life, mm-hmm. considering I had five kids of my own, right? So, mm-hmm. um, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, well, I don't know. Siblings in general, like, it's, uh, it's the greatest thing in the world. And it can also be the trickiest thing in the world because I feel like you know, you know each other. You know each other's DNA. Like, you know something about them that's totally different and mm-hmm. uh, not different but that like is an unspoken knowing is the best way that i can say mm-hmm. it like mm-hmm. i can look across the room in a meeting and colleen and i happen to work with and i i kind of know what colleen's thinking and that's <laughs> evidenced by them when she talks she says what i was thinking she was thinking <laughs> you know what i mean so there's actually evidence behind it yeah. um and you know kind of mentioning too like um we lost a sister a couple years mm. ago a sibling and going through that experience for me felt like losing a limb which sounds really weird mm-hmm. but it was more like it wasn't like the loss of losing a dog or like you know, <laughs> so well of course not but but <laughs> but it's a different type of a loss and yeah. and there's a there was a feeling of like oh okay so i got to function without a thumb now or something mm-hmm. that was more akin yeah, to like what this missing component yeah. like mm-hmm. that you forget yeah. is missing right yeah yeah and uh so anyway, but um, I don't know. What do you guys think about siblings? What do you? Mm. I think they're pretty cool. I like, <laughs> I like siblings. Yeah. I'm like so grateful to have had siblings. Like I think it teach. Uh, I think it teaches you uh, grit and mm. some sort of resilience. That's not something that you get from parents necessarily, right? Mm. It's just kind of a different. Mm-hmm. And like you're saying, like going through so many. I mean, we we also had very different experiences but we mm. went through so many experiences together yeah. and it's just like it's just so funny sometimes sometimes i do i look at you it's like that it's like how long we've known each other it's just right. a weird thing i right. don't know it's anyway right. it's like a i can't even quite describe it but yeah mm-hmm. like there's the conscious knowing that you can talk about and then there's a deeper sort of intuitive knowing that no miles or time or whatever separates yeah and like a heart thing that yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like it's just like something like not to get too gushy, but it's like sometimes I do. I look at you and I'm like, I have so much love for you that it's like crushing, you know? Like I'm like, oh, I just love him so much. <laughs> so anyway. That's yeah. awesome. It's a beautiful thing. My, what gets me and it keeps coming up in my life is the people that I'm gravitated two are the most like my siblings mm. in different ways, right? It's mm-hmm. like uh, the dream sequence in Wizard of Oz. Like mm. it's the, the person that you've met mm. and then the person in, you know, dreamland that's like, oh, you're really like my sister and, you know, I love the hell out of you. Mm. And, um, you know, it's just like a, it's a weird thing. And then with my brother, it's like the people who are way smarter than me that have like, engineering background kind of stuff going on that like that's you know it's like almost like a magnetic Mm. unconscious Mm -hmm. um, attraction that mimics what I'm missing because they don't live here you know Mm -hmm. so um, that's just you know my take on it yeah Mm -hmm. 
and love them to death. You guys have siblings, Justin and Lauren? Yeah, yeah, I have two siblings. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, similar to some of the stuff you were saying, Colleen, I think like no matter, you know, you get older and you go, everyone's kind of doing their own thing, but there's always this kind of like root that ties you together, which, which I think is really cool. There's, there's just, yeah, there's so much history there. No one else can understand those things that you've been through, the way that you grew up, the neighborhood you grew up in. Um, I love what you were saying about grit too, because like the way you just have to battle it out with your siblings, it really is like a good testing ground. It really builds you up, like teaches you teaches you how to fight, how to love, how to have fun, how to have conflict. Not take yourself like all, too seriously. Yeah, yeah. all these yeah. different things. Yeah. All these different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I love my siblings. Actually, um, my sister is coming to visit this weekend. Surprise visit. Uh, to see my mom because it's her birthday so she doesn't even know that my sister's coming Aww. but um, she's coming out and we're gonna probably go do some fun stuff so I'm looking forward to seeing her she's like nine nine to ten years older than me so um, depending on what time of year mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. but yeah, yeah I'm excited yeah. to see her yeah nice. <laughs> nice. yeah um, so I have one sibling I have a sister um, she's four or five years younger than me depending upon the uh, time of the month um, no, not time of the month, the month. Got it. Uh-huh. <laughs> a little, a little words mean different things. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, um, so it was interesting because we were going through different things at the same time, uh, because of that weird age difference. So when I was in middle school, Jesse was, my sister was in, um, was in elementary school. When I was in high school, Jesse was in elementary school. And so, high school, she she was in middle school. And so there was a period of time when we couldn't really connect. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'd have, like, fights, but, like, stupid sibling fights. Nothing, like, really serious. Um, but I have to say, like, having a sibling definitely made me a better person because I learned how to share. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Sharing is really... I think that's really, big. I think that's, that's a, a good huge point. thing. Yeah. yeah. I've always felt sad for people. I mean, it's totally fine if you're an only child. Sorry, that's great. Not sorry, but that's whatever. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. But the advantage to having siblings is just that. That, mm-hmm. that, that among other things, you learn how to navigate different relationships. Mm-hmm. That you learn how to um, share. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you're not expecting. You know, I notice this with my own kids. Like, the level of entitlement as they've gotten uh, younger, right? Like, so my, my, like... They're, they're all entitled, but they're mm-hmm. they're entitled in different ways. Mm-hmm. And so, like Devi and Ronan, they're they know they're not going to be first on the list. <laughs> right? Like they're they're not even they they, 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 get, they get in the back seat of the car. They don't. No <laughs> argument. There's no argument. They no know where their place is yeah. and all that. And so, and that that actually can be a really good skill going through life because you kind of I don't want to say like wait your turn, but like there is an element of that kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking about it, like, the closer in age, the more conflict I think there is. Like, mm. like growing up, my sister Kelly and I, who were, we were only 10 and a half months apart, mm. which is Irish obscene, do the same. math, it's scary. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, you know, basically, like, we, we were in conflict a lot growing up because mm. we were competing for space and, mm. and different and attention and different things. But we're super close now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I, don't, I can't think of the last time I had a fight with one of my siblings. Yeah. I don't know. And I was thinking about us. Have we ever actually had a fight? Yeah. We have? Yeah, sure. See, I block out anything that's uncomfortable. Sure. Go, go. <laughs> no, no, we didn't. I'm older. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure, context. sure, we did. Sure, we did. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I'll have to, it's, it's we'll okay. go off the air and you can refresh my memory on that. But I, I don't have a lot of memories of, like, fighting with you. Yeah. No, well, yeah. Our, our, 
or age difference. That's a big part of it. Yeah. 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 That That's her sense. only memory. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually quite traumatized uh, by actually, the violence. Yeah. <laughs> Do we mostly get along? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. What else you got there, Lauren? All right. Um, so let's see. There's a, a lot of really interesting questions. Cool. Let's hit them. Um, do you think favorite children exists? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 100%. I totally think so. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And but the I, more people say I don't have a favorite, the more they do. Oh, I mean, totally. But I think they switch, too. Like, sure. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I mean, I think it switches. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I, like, I, I mean, I, I, I feel like... Uh, so our family is set up in a, a very interesting way. So I think I've always worried about that, my my position in the family, and worried about, like being the favorite kid or some yeah. or some version of that. Yeah. Um, well, you are. Well, no. no I mean, I, you're the only, but here's the thing. I'm you're the, the only, has, you're the only kid whose biological parents are together. Exactly. So that's it. That's so it puts thing. me in a special position, <laughs> but, right. um, but I don't, anyway, but no, it's, yeah. 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 And it's, the, and that is like, I, like even talking about it right now, it brings me anxiety. Cause I like, well, when I said you are, I was I just being it. provocative. No, I know, I know, I know yeah. but it's, but it's, it's certainly a fe- I think it's a feeling that's right. existed. And right. so, right. um, and so I like, I deny it, yeah. but that might be my own. Well, no, I think, <laughs> I think in our family in our family that that's been more probably like an unspoken envy. Like it's kind of cool to have your parents, like you go to one sure. place, you go to one place for the holiday. You're not worried that you're leaving another one out mm. or you're doing something, you know, that kind of a thing. Might, I don't have to split it up. Right. Mm. And yeah. there's something that's less split. I would say also less split in you. Mm-hmm. Cause as we talked about on previous shows yeah. that, you know, kids of divorce or loss or whatever, mm-hmm. it's inevitable that it creates a split of sorts in yeah. them. How can it not? Totally. And then you rectify that and work with it over time mm-hmm. or whatever. So there's advantages to that, for sure. But um, but I mean, there, I was just gonna say there's a part where it's like, like I think of how I've gone through it at times where I felt really guilty about that, mm. or that I've had I feel like I've had to work harder, mm. like mm. to to um, be in connection, and and it's like goes back to the vulnerability thing mm. sometimes, mm. where it's like I sometimes, and this is just part of my ongoing work in relationships that sometimes my I, I keep it like this mm. a little bit mm-hmm. I keep it at arm's length because uh, because of the how much it means mm. and that if you go into it in a hurt you know what I mean I mean mm-hmm. it's the typical thing of what mm-hmm. we do as like being scared of like am I gonna get are they gonna love me is it gonna work is it gonna be yeah. right mm-hmm. yeah 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 um, I'd say that um, I do totally think that um, favorites exist. I do also agree with you, Colleen, that they change. Mm-hmm. Yes. They, they definitely change. And I think there is an aspect of conditional love. Mm. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah. Bam, heavy. Um, I'd <laughs> say that um, in terms of favorites, it depends on my, it depends upon like, I feel like different parents have like their own weird standing. Like for instance, well, what's uh, it based on, right? Yeah, right. yeah. Right. So the dog is the favorite child. Mm. Like the dog is a favorite child yeah, for sure. Talk back. It's easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah they don't talk easy. back. They they <laughs> does listen. whatever you say. Yeah, yeah. does whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like when you come home, the dog like comes like runs over, just like <sighs> yeah, yeah, and like jumps and that's runs. The unconditional place. love. Yeah, that that's the unconditional love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's the unconditional love. And so I feel like um, I feel like standings kind of change mm. and depends upon like, ooh, and depends upon like. 
Um, oh, well, Lauren did this, so favorite. Jesse mm-hmm. did this, so not as favorite. Mm-hmm. And and it just changes, but uh, the, the dog's always favorite child. Mm-hmm. I, I think we ran into problems actually pretending those kinds of... Uh, favoritism in the moment mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't yeah. exist right because mm-hmm. my kids all argue about this mm-hmm. and they'll argue about it with their mom and they'll argue about it with me they they they, they all kind of think the other one's the favorite mm-hmm. which is not normal in a multi-sibling family mm-hmm. um and the truth is uh there are moments where i get along better with one of them and in that mm-hmm. moment they're more my i guess i'm, I'm favoring being with them in that moment because they're not being a pain mm-hmm. in the ass to me Right. Yeah. Um, and then and then something will switch and I'm really feeling connected with another one of, you know, my kids. And then that's all that's going on. And that's what, and it's for different things, too. Mm-hmm. And then there's different personalities like mm-hmm. like, you know, you know, my son Devlin, he doesn't he's very low maintenance. Like he just kind of like does his thing and can entertain himself and like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't have a ride. I'll ride my bike. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I taught him to ride a bike. And, the, you know, the other ones are like you know, which car can we take? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's just a different, it's just different kids are different. So in moments you have those things, but but all have their own level of intensity. All of them have their own good. I, I always say to them, I love you each most, mm-hmm. you know, and um, because I do, I the, the love, how much I love any of them has, that's the, the, unquantifiable. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, it's like this river of love. It's like saying, what part of the river while I was going by did you like the most? You know, it's right. like, it's impossible. It's right. a favorite you know? wheel. That, yeah. You know, a bit, oh, a characteristic yeah. wheel. Yeah. That oh, totally. You get to decide on, I'm sure as a parent, you get to decide on, like you were saying, in the moment, yeah. what characteristics you see in your your child that yeah. you're the most stoked about. you know, yeah. And then yeah. it's like, that can shift. So maybe favorite is really too narrow and, yeah. and yeah. heavy. Well, it's mm-hmm. like songs, right? Right, yeah. How like know? songs. Like yeah, what, my favorite song is the one I'm digging in that in. moment. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, what mood you're in, what yeah. like space yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Kids are like songs. It's the same with just like, what friend do I want to hang out right. with today? It's, yeah. it's just <laughs> a, any, anything. Yeah. About, right? What kind of food do I want to eat? Right. I mean, yep. It's not really that much different. It's just what mood are you in? What's kind of right. meshing best with the moment? And which kid is not being a pain in the ass at the moment? I think what's important that we're sort of saying, and then I just want to kind of touch on what Lauren said too, is like, is like what you're talking about is like honoring the individuals, right? Yeah, and yeah. and like their being and like, oh, wow, we're, we're driving today. Yeah. Where then there's this piece, like kind of what you were talking about, where I think it's a danger sometimes where parents can like commodify their kids. Right. They become like, right. they become an object that's right. like, oh, well, this object is making me feel right. badly about myself right. or mm-hmm. something is not... Right, they're, more, is that, they're like an ego extension. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. And that Absolutely. I yeah. think is like yeah. That maybe that's where like the fav- the heavy of the favorite comes in, right? Yeah. Of yeah. like, how are you servicing my ego right. well versus or who's disrupting me the least? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but it's but but I like this idea more of like it, it's an individual, and sometimes individuals suck, right? Like yeah. all of mm-hmm. all of them can be a bummer sometimes. in every area of life in, in every <laughs> yeah. single area of life yeah right? you know and that and that can change for multi for tons of reasons it, a lot of it because my own outlook on a given day right someone else can be exactly the same and i just have a preference that day that I, my energy is driving better with somebody else's energy but that's just my own little preference it's not like reality right, right. you know right. it's not like that's the truth right it's just my own little self-centered filter that happens to be working for me that day just because they're your kids or your family members doesn't mean they can't like suck from time right. to time. Right, you annoy yeah. them and want to kill them sometimes. Yeah. I mean, totally. that's just real. I think when you're the first grandchild, that's a real thing, though. Oh yeah. Yes, oh. absolutely. For, yeah. for absolutely. grandparents. Oh, for sure. At, at least, or like that's 
the feeling and something I've heard over and over again. Yeah. But I get it. Huh. I just oh, yeah. happen to be the middle child. The great mediator, maybe, then. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, like, the first... Yeah, the first of the new generation. Like, right. how can that not be, like, the A most... A big deal. Yeah. yeah. And there's usually more pictures of them. And not yeah. so much today, because the digital is just so easy. Like, you have, I actually have more of my youngest, because the cameras are... You know, I take so right. many pictures. Right. But, you know, in the early days, like, I think there were, like... My, the pictures of my sister versus me are like, Kelly, is like yeah. two to one. <laughs> two, two or three to one. Which is interesting, though, because you guys are so close in age, and then you would be the first, first boy. But yeah. like, No. Do you think that it ever, like, with... Because it seems like grandparents will then, like, can spoil the grandkids and treat them in a way that maybe the kids didn't get, mm-hmm. the kids themselves, <laughs> yeah. that there can be resentment that can come in? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh sure, yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I'm kind well, of going dark. Well, 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 no, 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 but no, no comment. But I actually, I look forward to being Please a grandparent. Like I'm not in any hurry. I I look forward to being a grandparent because you know the the cliche. You don't have to do all of this, but you just do the splint. But it's not just that. You're you're coming from a place of wisdom, hopefully, having gone through mm-hmm. a whole bunch of other stuff. Where you just and and. You know, plus I think there's probably like some form of a sadistic enjoyment of watching your kids struggle being a parent. Being like, see? Yeah, like it's not so easy, is it? Like, you know, did you miss a practice ever? You know what I mean? Or, or whatever. Um, there's probably some of that as well. It's such an interesting yeah. idea. Oh, yeah. yeah. You yeah, know. It's pretty funny. Yep. Life's a trip. Life's a trip. Yeah. No doubt about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I actually I really like the the song analogy though because or or favorite bands or whatever analogy because when someone asks you oh yeah so what's your favorite band like mm. what's your what are your favorite songs it's like I don't know just like and I'll just so my answer would be oh so I'm list so right now I'm really into totally. like yeah. Iggy and the Stooges yeah. oh I'm really into Wu Tang right. so it's like right right because it's it's hard to like choose one definitive one so right. I, I i actually dig that yeah, it's a better question what are you listening to now right yeah. Now? yeah like what are you listening to now yeah and if you were saying who's your favorite person it's like who are you connecting most with right now yeah, yeah. Right. that is a different question than who's your favorite we rate everything and it's bullshit i know it's all yeah. qualified uh, in this weird way that makes you feel shitty if you right yeah it's because it's really lose lose yeah because if you rate me at the top like if you say like i was jokingly saying colleen's my favorite but like i, I we always joke I'm, I'm your favorite brother because i'm your only brother that's cool <laughs> i know that's easy that's easy and that's fun <laughs> but like but like when you say i'm your favorite whatever like, I don't know about you, but if someone says that to me, like, you're my favorite. pressure. It doesn't happen that often. But if anybody says to me, like, <laughs> you're my favorite something, it's, yeah, it's pressure. Too much pressure. Yeah. Where, where, where do you go from that? Yeah. You, you, there's only a way to go down. And then. It's like, whoever, I'm going to disappoint you at some, of at course. some yeah. time. Just yeah. FYI. So yeah. please don't call me your favorite because yeah. at some yeah. point you're going to really dislike me because yeah. I'm going to m- miss the mark. Right. If yeah. somebody says to me, you're the best, I'm like, oh my God, no, 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 no. Yeah. Don't no, do that I'm to me. super mediocre. I'm like, super I'm, mediocre. Oh, yeah. I didn't even want to get out of bed this morning. <laughs> I, I hate when people say. <laughs> it's just. Sorry. <laughs> I'm mad I'm here. <laughs> I hate all of you. Colleen does it out of spite sometimes. I I'm carrying too. a weapon. <laughs> Do what? Parting words is always like, you're the best. And I'm like... This is what I'm feeling in the moment. You're right. Yeah. I have to watch that now. Now, no. I, now this well, conversation. But, but <laughs> okay. Very, I mean, we're going to really yeah. go into the weeds on it. That's a figure of speech. That's a figure of speech, right? Like, kind of. I mean, all right. I don't, want Except, Jimmy to, I don't want Jimmy to think that he has any... 
any ways to fall ever right, because right. he's the best. You, you, right. <laughs> I mean, you, are, you really are the best. Yeah. 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 Like, literally. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's no other way to describe We're it. talking about siblings. Like, J- Jimmy's my work brother. Yeah. For right. sure. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. like I was saying, the attraction to people who mimic, like, the what I'm used to and what mm-hmm. I've felt in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to hang out with someone who probably is not like my sister or my brother. You know? Yeah. It's just, no, exactly. It's yeah. like a magnetic force that you can't control i think where it gets trickier is like when i have to choose which is my favorite wife and family that i'm going to hang out with that night <laughs> that sounds hard yeah, am yeah. i going to fly yeah. to st louis and you be with my favorite family right salt now? lake but i, I think um, <laughs> you really play jazz really play you gotta jazz. play some jazz in <laughs> but you know in the skype world it's easier I've, 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 I've realized having sort of FaceTime and Skype, I sometimes bring all the families together. Can you imagine having a, this happens. another yes. family? This shit happens. What's going on? What are people doing? How can I mean, you possibly expensive. Sp- split yourself up that much? Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I want to not judge, but let's be honest. It's hard to not judge that. And totally sorry to my Mormon friends and listeners out there. I, I think we have exactly zero listeners in Utah. <laughs> Actually, not true, though, because we have wilderness programs there, and I have some friends out there. But and it's not I don't want to cast judgment because the fucking world is weird. So so everything would be weird. But separate wives and families, wow. Where are you? That's what I like yeah, that's yeah. my Where's question. You? Where's the you? You've right. you've literally splintered yourself into non existence right. in some way. Right. Right. <sighs> I mean let's be honest, I kind of it. It, 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 this is a piggish thing. I get it from the dude's perspective. Come on. Yeah, but go out and you know, I know, I know. Yeah, it's don't still, have another family. I agree. Like, it's yeah. totally, and have I get some it. It's hookers. totally fucked up. Sheesh. <laughs> I agree. We don't got to bring kids and a wife into the Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a little. Have a night out. Yeah. You don't, yeah. Have to, you don't have to impact like a bunch of other people with right. your need to procreate or whatever it and is. And I feel I like know. we haven't, like, I don't, I don't hear a yeah. lot about the kids of multiple family and I don't hear a, a lot about, um, about like the wives, the sister wives, like mm. it's like the splintered wives, right? Mm. Like it would be really hard to do that. I don't know how, how we could, got here, but it's really yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah, how, how could you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what about being the ninth or twelfth kid? You know, right. you like, there's like, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, you right. get lost in the shuffle. No, and, my and my step but, my stepfather Leo, he had they had a uh, uh, fifteen oh siblings in their family Whoa. from Whoa. Ireland, fifteen. Uh, like two of them died, and they they, they 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 talk about it like, "Oops, I stepped on a cockroach." It was like, it was like, "Well, that one died at birth." <laughs> it was like, yeah, yeah. Well, you, know, you used to need a family that. Yeah, sorry about Bernadette, but uh, she. But she's you know she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't make it. Yeah, I don't remember how. But Bless her anyway, soul. She was... Bless her soul. Yeah. I'm sure they were like raising potatoes or whatever. Yeah, you do, right? like you need a family. Well, that was a thing. They, you they, need they, a troop to do that. Yeah, because you have like farm living and all yeah. this stuff. Yeah, that's Plus true. the Catholic Church had something to do with that, like. You know, yeah, saying no, like you know, control. birth control is a bad but, thing. But, that, yeah. but that's and that's what I mean. It like mirrors that idea of like if you haven't kind of located your individual self, and you have fifteen children, yes, like you can't. It's going to be hard to individually know each of those kids oh, to near, any extent. Near impossible, I would which say. they need to have in yeah. order to like gain it themselves yeah i mean mm-hmm. you can find it other no, places totally. i know but like yeah although what i will say witnessing a fair amount of that was that the siblings again were pretty close that because they have different re- they'll have different relationships mm-hmm. and over life right mm-hmm. over life because yeah. like when one of them would come they all ended up emigrating over emigrating or immigrating immigrating, immigrating. They all ended up immigrating 
to the United States. And when one would come over, it was like constantly another sibling coming to stay at our house or whatever. When I, and it was just a bizarre thing. But, they, but there was a loyalty sense of like, I'm going to give you that same opportunity because you're my sibling. Mm-hmm. You can stay with me for a while. I'll help you get a job. We'll do all these other things. But yeah, it's a... And I doubt like all 15 of them were close. Like you probably no. had like a couple that were yeah. your, yeah. like your solid people. Right. Yeah. Right. One of them was named Plunkett. That's right. Isn't that Plunkett. a great name? Yeah, he's really cool too. He's actually a really great. good guy. Plunkett. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a nickname? I can um, think of. A I call him Plunk. <laughs> Plunk. Yeah, that yeah. seems like a natural fit. I thought that was pretty yeah. good. Go on, yeah. Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. 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 Hot take. What, Jimmy? Uh, no comment. Jimmy. <laughs> this show's not rated nor censored. Oh, okay. No, no comments. Not allowed. So if you can't fix fix it, plunk it. <laughs> exactly. I love it. I love it. That's fantastic. Wait, plunk wait, it. Wait, Go plunk yourself. Wait, wait. Plunk, plunk off. Wait, what's I that? do not give a plunk. What, what's that game? I'm plunk hot as a game. plunk right plunk now. Plunk it, man. There, there's, a, there's a game involving marbles. Yes, I know exactly what you're what's talking about. What's it called? Plunk. It's plink it. It's no, called plink no, it. No, right? no, 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 no. Plinko? Is it, uh, oh. It's Plinko? the game with like the, it's like marbles and then you like, you put like straw and then you have to like pull it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, that's Are you what sure I'm thinking this one? Plink it? It's something like that, Ker-plunk. right? Plunk. Oh, Plunk. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Plunk it. I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah. It registered with me. Yeah. So I, yeah. Yeah. Whatever that was. Are board games gonna just completely be obsolete because of the digital age? No. No. Absolutely not. They're not. I don't think so. Neon is back. Think about cards of humanity. Cards of humanity. Cards against humanity. That's good stuff. Catan. Catan. That's oh, true. Catan. And that's like a... It's a that's serious... That's a thing. Yeah. People that, like that game. That's that, kind of interesting. It is, talk so about connection. It. That yeah. I found working at Aim House that it was when you brought board games into the mix and you had to get people to buy in because it was like... They never want to do it What a bunch of losers playing Monopoly yeah, over yeah. there. Right. Like you had to make it cool. And then when you did... Oh my God, how fun. That's like... The best humor comes out, oh. I think, in board game times. Totally. And, and certain reveals. Like, Dad, when he played Monopoly, yeah, he'd always steal actually, money. Our dad, he will <laughs> and dad will probably he'd listen to the show because you're on it. But but basically... Dad, you stole a lot dad, of money in Monopoly. Dad, and then you got you, really intense. Really and I, intense. I heard some early stories about you, too, about playing bridge and different things this past weekend. But Dad's competitive with that stuff. And he, he literally would, like... I mean, he'd get aggressive, Right. Well, it, I mean, it's like... It's not aggressive, he, like... He like, had he has an incredible mental game that he can play on you. Yes, it's mm. psychological that warfare. That you're just like, yeah. ah! Which I do to my kids. Can't and so do it. And he's like, I win. Like, right. boo-boo-boo. Yeah. The, the one who could stand up against him was Michael. Michael Taylor. Yeah. And Gary. Because those guys are both kind of headstrong enough. But we would just sort of like, in order to not be more disruptive, would probably be a little bit more subservient. Too triggered. I, I got too triggered. Me too. So we just say, no, we're not playing. Yeah. There's those. There's some games that are friendship enders, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uno, oh, yeah. you know. Uno. It's named Uno because you end up by Risk. yourself after that. Fight. Right. Risk. <laughs> Risk. Like, yeah. Anywhere oh, yeah. where like you deliberately like Divide. screw someone over, it's yeah. like, yeah. all right. Yeah, I, I see what you. you're about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I Monopoly, don't like though. You anymore. I always knew it. I always knew you were gonna stab me in the back. Yeah, <laughs> with that draw four. Monopoly, <laughs> Monopoly yeah, is intense, wild though. Card. You, uh, you guys are a blast to have in the studio. <laughs> it's really fun. This is very flowy, don't you think? Justin, was this flowy? Indeed, indeed, it's flowy. Yeah, yeah. I'm feeling the flow. Cool. Does it link up? Is it? Is there a golden thread in all of it? Yeah. Um, um, kind of. Kind of. Kind of. Okay. <laughs> the rhythm of life. I don't feel objective enough to to say whether there's a. I mean. A golden thread. Golden thread. Uh, I guess just guess connection maybe. Just we're all relating in a flow. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't have a bow on this one to like wrap back up, but I think we started with kind of talking about balance and then for me anyway, in this time went away. So I, do, I was no longer aware of time. Mm -hmm. So that meant I was kind of here. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that was kind of a pleasure. And this didn't feel like work. Actually, this is a, that's an interesting correlation. I don't, this has never worked to me. Being in here is not work. I know it is for you guys to set shit up and do all that, but. Yeah, but it's like, fun for me too, though. It's kind of, this, the show is kind of like morning with coffee yeah. type thing. Just yeah. sit around and talk. Yeah. yeah. Just rant, chat it rant about stuff. Like, yeah, user, you know, listener questions and just. Just what it, whatever comes up, you know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's fun. Exactly. It is really fun. Yeah. Um, well, thank you all for being here. Appreciate Thanks. it very yeah. much. Yeah. Oh, it's world. over. It's just about over. I see over. what yeah. we're doing. Yeah. No, yeah. We're, okay. we're wrapping up. Now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But will you come back again? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Any any parting shots? Anything you guys said, didn't say, want to say? Well, say hi to anybody. I got out of work for an hour. Oh, nice. Deep so, clean. <laughs> oh, you got out of deep clean on top of it. That's yeah. a big deal. Yeah, that's a double plunk it for the D deep double clean. Plunk it. <laughs> All right, well, plunk on, y'all. Yes. Thank you for tuning in. This has been the I Can't Help You podcast, produced at the Made Life Studios by Made Life. That's right. Yeah. And uh, we appreciate that very much. Made Life has creative accelerator programs. If you're interested, you actually can even learn how to podcast on your own down here. Mm -hmm. It's a little plug, plunk. It's a little plunk for Made Life. <laughs> plug for Made Life. Anyway, thanks everybody for tuning in. I hope you're doing well. Um, there's gonna be a little bit of travel and off the next couple of weeks, but then we will be back with some new shows after that. Yeah. And uh, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. Thank you.